I, I feel like that's not fair. I did that too, people though. Like we do, we do sometimes play when people are in labor and they're wow. out in their balls and you're sort of building it up, the suspense and the drones and the, the heartbeat, boom, 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 boom. Wow. And sometimes it really works and sometimes they just really just tell you to get lost. Because I, I actually felt like that the last two times I had a baby and um, in the end I had an epidural and then listened to a lot of whiny male voices and had, had a lovely time. Oh, that's great. I'll probably do that again this time. Yeah. <laughs> Tokyo tonight. tonight hi hello hi how are you i'm good thank you good oh good i'm glad so how so wait before we even get so what is the thing that they got going on in england you guys have a different shot than we do i think we have three shots don't we oh wow i'm I'm pretty sure i had the pfizer and everybody was very jealous that i had that one (laughs) (laughs) I've had three, so <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah, same. I've got the three. I didn't get the fourth, uh, the fourth one yet. I don't know. There's no in in particular, no reason why I haven't got. Well, I think it was because it was like, if you were certain, they weren't giving it out to people who were presumably, you know, not going to die. So they were like, uh, you'll you can wait. And then now I've just waited too too long to the point where like I've got to get my flu shot and that shot at the same time. So I'm going to be out for like three days straight probably. Yeah, yeah and then if you. I was going to say, if you had it, they wouldn't let you get it for like another six months off of having it. Oh, that's right. That's another reason why I didn't get it, because I did wind up finally catching it, you know, after two and a half years of not having it. So, yeah, that's a bummer. When you have kids, you get everything. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. We're giving our children polio injections now. So, you know. Oh, my God. What a (laughs) <laughs> what a backwards well, I mean it really did we I mean you know when you think about like you know what I love looking at I like looking at all the stuff from like um I don't know like 60s 70s and 80s about what they thought the future was going to look like in like 2022 and we have not lived up to the hype <laughs> yeah <laughs> right it's a real it's a real kind of a bummer thing no Jetson situation no flying cars no high rises nothing I mean we've got post-it notes true they didn't have those then yeah don't we (laughs) yeah a little little plug for post-it everybody uh they're like thanks mel uh (laughs) it's about time someone mentioned us jesus (laughs) um so what is so you're supposed to be getting right now and i know you're you're not and you're here with us and uh whatever but is that have you been back out on the road lately doing stuff like um for the most part since the you know, since we haven't been able to tour and stuff like that during COVID, like how long have you been back out? Well, we've we've been doing sort of some sneaky gigs here and there. Not sneaky, <laughs> illegal, obviously. Ah, gotcha. But, um, I, I mean, uh, I play in a, a couple of other bands and we we sort of did some more house-based things, a little bit like Sofa Sounds, mm. that kind of stuff. And um, I, was, I do a lot of uh, music in hospitals as well, nice. moment, really? which is something that, did continue and then kind of had to stop because of covid but right it's 
of um a lot of improvisation and sort of mm. making making music but with people that um don't normally get to do that i guess because they're hooked up to machines and things like that right do well, you a wonderful thing yeah, when you say improvising music, I mean, do you, is it is it something you guys just do collaboratively with the musicians that you're with, or do you actually take like maybe like requests and kind of feed off of whatever audience you're in front of? Yeah, exactly. It's kind of um, it's it's not like a performance. We don't go in and say hello, here we are. We listen to us. Every single person in a ward is going to have a completely different vibe or situation. So it's very much there's a couple of us musicians that work together. Okay. And we might have a couple of songs that we might like to play around with that are kind of accessible, like the Beatles or something. But we Where? maybe use a little bit from a song. But generally, we would improvise on what the sort of feel is around you. And you have to be able to change that quite quickly, depending on what's happening. So you might have one person who's coming out of a coma, whilst there's another person having a heart attack in the other corner. So you have wow. to be on your feet, like really aware, hyper aware of your body in this space and movement and yeah, not being in the way if the crash trolley comes through, that kind of thing. Right, right. How did that, <laughs> that's really interesting. I've never heard or seen anything like that. How did that even come about? Oh, well, I mean, I think it was, I spent so long doing gigs and I absolutely love being on stage more than anything in the whole world. Um, and I then worked for a really, nasty man <laughs> in a PR company <laughs> and it didn't go that well um in between tours and I just made me reconsider I left the job which I've never done before really like in that way and it made me just think there must be a way of using music for other people um there must be something and so I started like looking online and there was this uh job that said music in healthcare and I'd never heard of it I'd heard of like music therapy yeah that's like a scientific clinical thing which is you have to have more uh, qualifications than I do for that um, <laughs> and um, I just basically turned up for this um, audition and I didn't have any experience and just blagged it and wow. then they trained me up but it's like it's been amazing like you're allowed to go into like most vulnerable spaces and be with people as they you know wake up from operations or have blood taken and distract them with music and Mm -hmm. We'd have like a, a trolley full of instruments and like they might join in. Wow. Have, uh, the security staff with their tasers might join in, things like that. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> that, <laughs> it's great. I'm, I'm literally imagining coming out of like a serious operation or a coma and hearing music and being like, holy fucking shit, I died. Like, is this, <laughs> like, like, are these angels playing to me right now? What is happening? But it'd be, you know, it's nice to be able to see you guys. Sometimes sometimes it's like that and then you might get another time when someone just tells you to f off because they hate the violin <laughs> oh, <laughs> I would... towards that can happen yeah. <laughs> i love the violin that i i'm a very i'm a very big like string instrument person which i didn't i think it was just i don't even know where that even came from but we just had uh natalia k on who's a, a celtic fiddler um oh. for uh, the band gaelic storm and I've just fiddle the violin like, like seriously. I always, I always be like, if I was ever in a coma, have you seen the new season of Stranger Things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, whenever everybody's <laughs> been like, hey, what would be your song or whatever? I don't. I mean, like, there's a bunch of '80s stuff I like. Like, I just love that kind of shit. But I swear to God, if you played like a violin or a fit or anything like that, I bet you I would wake up or just be a little. You know, maybe you'd hear some because it really just like just lifts me up whenever I hear anything like that. 
Oh, great. I'm trying to think of my favorite sort of violin. I love like um, the stuff that's on like Graham Parsons. Oh, yes, absolutely. And John Cale, and it's just so like reedy and weedy and just yeah. kind of like male singer voices like that as well. I tend to go for the sort of nasally, yeah. reedy, reedy ones that cut through a bit. And I guess the violin's a bit like that. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you find that's kind of funny because I feel like whenever I hear those kind of voices, like I just, I'm just, I'm glad that they exist. And there was a time period where like nobody was judged on like a, like an American Idol or a TV show or whatever. I think you have one in England too, Amer or Britain's Got Talent or whatever it is. Because oh, yeah. it's like, man, they would be like, uh, this guy can't fucking sing. You know what I mean? But it's just, you know, but it's beautiful. Like it's, it's like, you know, I always think like Dylan would have never made it, you know, like if, if he was being judged by like, you know, because, I, I wouldn't, what do they call it? Vocalists, I think, or whatever. Like the difference between like, um, like train singer. Right, right, right. To like a, a st there's vocalists and then there's stylists. And I think like a Dylan and, and what you said, Graham Parsons, those people would be like a stylist. Yeah, yeah. And like that guy from Tame Impala, I love his voice. Oh, yes, absolutely. Like, really like high and big star, Alex Tilton. And... Yep. Oh, my God. I so fun. Yeah, big star, amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you were those your I mean, when you started when you were younger, was that was music? Were you musically inclined as a kid? Were you like always into like the violin and stuff and those kind of bands? Um, I think I was very much just like classical because I started playing violin and piano when I was quite young and wow. just did that. And then I I don't really think I mean, to be honest, I went to church. So I was like very much into sort of like church music. Mm like singing sort of, you know, like um, Pentecostal, revivaly kind of, that kind of stuff with my family. And then when I went to uni, I just never joined a band because I was so happy not to have to practice the violin and the piano anymore. Wow. I was like, never doing it again. So I didn't do anything until I moved to London and then just joined a punk band and learned how to uh, improvise. And wow. then I think my influences came from, a lot from going on tour, firstly with the clientele when I was like 21. And being on the road and people giving us CDs and discovering like country music and psychedelic music and just being like, wow, this is amazing. Wow. Like, yeah. Listening to hours of music because we'd be in the van for like seven hours sometimes. Yeah. You can't talk to the same people for that long. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I'm going to a, a wedding in Chicago and we got to drive 10 hours. So I'm like, I'm going to be talking to people for that long or maybe just. That's out some... you guys though isn't it that's like yeah it's gonna be exciting it's, it's we're all friends and shit and we haven't seen each other in a while so it'll be nice we're, we're my my buddy's literally like we're gonna take my grandmother's van and i'm like does it run like please don't describe it as your grandmother's van because like <laughs> is it give me like a year like is it gonna run you know what i mean like what, what are we what are we driving in here that description comes with a very specific smell to it i feel like <laughs> yeah exactly right like yeah i'm like oh i'm not sure is it new what's going on <laughs> Um, did you like, so you went, so you went from uni to going, um, to joining a punk band and then joining the clientele. What was the time frame like for that? Like how long were you involved in the punk band? And then what was the switch like to going into the clientele? Oh, well, actually there was another band before the clientele. Oh. The, actually the clientele. You keep tricking the clientele. me. Do I really, I am, <laughs> I am such, I'm such an American piece of shit. No, that's how you guys say it. And then yeah. I think. I, I'm pretty sure it was the client, the clientele. The clientele, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's joined... actually much better. <laughs> no, I like the way you guys say it. It's nice. <laughs> <laughs> I a band called the uh, Le Volume Corp, which means the volume curve, which okay. is um, a French singer, which is, um, she's, 
she's amazing actually and mm. she sort of grabbed me and made me part of her unit and I started using all these loop pedals and it was so much fun and we did a lot of stuff with um my bloody valentine because oh yeah, yeah. And she sort of was involved wow. in that and did some stuff with her they, they used to be together so oh that's awesome yeah it was and then it was the clientele and then it was the clientele okay through my space would you believe it really wow yeah <laughs> oh my god yeah that was like right at the peak of when i started doing stand-up so like really myspace was like this because it was you know uh god dane cook i think at the time is the one that was like the first comedian to like utilize that in a way that was you know they had to reorganize their whole system on because he basically like built his career off of like fans from like the internet which is crazy i mean that was the first person to do it and then of course we all jumped on like i started doing comedy when i was like 20 and MySpace was like just a thing. So yeah, we tried to get on that too sweet. And then it like, you know, didn't work out as well. But you know. <laughs> You're here now? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, yeah. I made it now. Yeah. I made it this far. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, MySpace. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's awesome. So you guys uh met over. Did you find them or they found you? Um, I think Brian O'Shaughnessy, who was a producer on quite a few of their records, saw me play in the other band and oh, nice. said, and I was just complaining that I hadn't really found the type of band that I really wanted to add to and be part of. And he told me about them and said, you should just get in touch. They have some strings on their stuff. Mm -hmm. So I just emailed them on MySpace and they said, okay, come and have a jam. And wow. so I went and had a jam and just sort of just improvised and and then they were like come for, let's go for a beer do you want to come on tour for three months I was like okay cool. <laughs> I didn't know any of the songs so I had to sort of like learn them whilst on the road but it was mm -hmm. amazing did you did you intend at the time like to do like the backing vocals and stuff like that too or were you just brought on to do like violin and string instruments and stuff I think it was they knew I played keyboards and um strings and the, mm. the song for me came came later I was so shy like I I really felt like I couldn't sing you could only sing as if you had one of those voices you were talking about earlier mm. you know, trained really loud powerful Aretha Franklin kind of voice which right. I absolutely love but I don't have sadly <laughs> and so it took quite a long time for me to have the confidence to do that um I think get we did a tour with Peter Bjorn and John I think and they sort of forced me to sing that young folks song yeah that's a excruciating for me so really I'm so scared but then i grew to love it and i do oh that's great <laughs> yeah because it's you're so it's so good it's yeah it's a great song that's um yeah it definitely happened over time i think mm. yeah i find that funny because a lot of uh, times when we've had guests on who who do like backing vocals and stuff like that and then slowly work their way into singing i'm surprised because you know obviously you don't hear it when you're listening to an album or, or like from the outside perception you just think people are naturally inclined to doing that kind of stuff but a lot of people have that feeling where they're like i just play an instrument i don't want to do the do the vote i don't want to do any backing vocal. i don't want to sing or whatever and then they kind of find their way into it yeah i think microphones really help as well because i think if your voice isn't naturally really really powerful and loud mm -hmm. i think you can't sing but the microphone is a wonderful thing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i love it i just love it it's so nice to be able to hear yourself properly and you don't have to like you know spout it out really loud in order to be heard and for it to be nice mm -hmm. but i think that the, the girl i play with um in the volume corp the french singer she's very breathy she speaks a lot and mm. it's you have to you have to listen it's, it's good i absolutely will yeah um 
what was i mean did you guys find like the downtime during the pandemic and stuff like i mean i'm using downtime loosely because none of us had a much of a choice um but did you kind of use that time creatively did you feel like it was a nice break from what you were doing like what was your experience with it um oh it was mixed really i I, I, I popped another baby out, so I had to deal with that. Hey, congrats. <laughs> Which was fun with no help from anyone because everybody was locked away. Right. My, uh, we, we actually got COVID before COVID lockdown happened in the UK. Oh, wow. We were already in lockdown for like a month nearly before. Um, so that was a bit wow. rubbish. Damn. But then I, I started sort of getting my sister over because she was in our bubble. Mm-hmm. and. We, she's 10 years younger than me, so very fun and oh, nice. energy. And um, <laughs> we started sort of doing some music together, which was nice, which Sweet. I need to revisit. We, we called it With Mel and I. Oh, nice. <laughs> well, we haven't done anything with it. It's just all there somewhere. Mm-hmm. So you've got it all recorded and stuff? Yeah, but I am so bad at recording. I've never had to sort of learn how to do that stuff. And I find by the time I've done it i've i just lost interest because i need to just put it out there without having yeah. to so yeah we have but i tell you what my garage band and and skills are awful oh man <laughs> i'm like with tom will tell you i'm like learning that we like this, this kind of stuff like even like i'm learning most of it on the fly and even like it's still like i have i feel i feel almost like so there's like uh you know reels and stuff like that on instagram like everybody's like really big into posting that kind of stuff and i don't know it just seems daunting and i feel the same way you do when something is passed create like not even like i don't like it anymore i'm just like oh we're moving on to the next thing it's really weird to have to circle back and like you know post your stuff and like try to make it so like it's relevant it's just it's a weird thing to do you need an assistant it sounds like tell me about it (laughs) yeah i would love one that would be amazing um are you good at kind of moving? Because, I mean, especially with the stuff that you and your sister are working on, though, are you good at moving past projects that you've already done? Like, do you revisit your old stuff and go, oh, you know, I can make that better or I can kind of tweak this here? Yeah. Uh, yes. I think I think my problem is though, I'm very much like I like working with someone else. And I, mm. I think partly because I enjoy other people's ideas, but also because I'm a little bit lazy. <laughs> <laughs> and it- so much easier with somebody else yeah <laughs> but i'm trying to be less like that now i'm nearing 40 Shh. you and me both yeah i guess you must be about the same age when you We're... said you're in your 20s yeah i'm gonna be 38 in november oh, your baby <laughs> oh my god thank you <laughs> can you stay forever <laughs> i don't know what oh my god that's lovely yeah, no i know i'm i'm like dreading um really yeah no different really um, yeah i don't think there's any difference i feel like 30s were like the 20s 30s I was did, i did everything i wanted to do in my 20s except i had a little bit of income then yeah oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah 20s are, are, are a bit of a blur for me like i i feel like it was just like friends and and stand like i was on the road so i mean i'm on the road now but i was just everywhere you yeah. know learning and doing stuff and then the 30s was you know oh god i don't even want to say it like it's over jesus christ but like they were, you know, they're they're there and whatever. And then, uh, you know, and I was doing a bunch of other different career stuff and a lot made a lot of strides. But now for some reason in my head, 40 seems like something's supposed to happen. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what's going on. I get that. 
we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, thank God oh, that's up. Yeah, that's uh, kind of ominous, but optimistic when you say it. It's nice. It sounds better with her accent. It does sound better with it. Yeah, she's got a beautiful face, you know, a friendly voice, beautiful face. So I'm like, oh, just maybe I'll keep that in mind when I'm when I turn. That way it won't seem so dreadful. Oh my God. I hopefully I won't look too much more like Jesus after that. Age. Like maybe I'll fix some shit up. That'd be nice. You already um, got him beat. He only made it to 33. You're in good shape. <laughs> <laughs> take that jesus uh <laughs> you've got lots of hair haven't you i do <laughs> very proud, you know it's, it's yeah, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it's nice it's all there it's all real oh <laughs> uh, god i know my, a lot of my friends are like fuck you dude like <laughs> i'm like i don't know i don't know what to tell you it's italian um, <laughs> my dad's side of the family oddly enough and we'll stop talking about this me in a second but like they they literally it's so boring i'm so boring but like they have all his brothers are just full heads of hair well into their 70s like that's the one thing that's gonna remain after they're gone i heard it was only you follow the mother's side that's what i heard too and i'm ignoring that <laughs> because uh my grandfather not so much hair wow <laughs> So I know I'm afraid to like say it out loud because knock on wood. I mean, I think I'm past the point in time where um, tomorrow morning you're going to be brushing your locks and it's just going to come clubbing out. Mom, I swear to fucking God, if you jinx me, Maybe it's over. Happen when you're 40. No, Mel, <laughs> what are you doing to me? <laughs> That's what she meant by we'll have to see. Tom, end the feed. <laughs> Got it. Um, oh, my God. That'd be nightmarish. Uh, fuck. Brutal. Um, are you coming to do you do you like I mean, because I know you're you're have, you have another kid on the way now. Right. And are you um, is that why you kind of like stopped touring at this point or like you're not going out? Yeah, I mean, I've got a week to go. Oh, wow. Oh, Holy yeah. mother. Yeah, no, I've got a massive stomach. Woo. Oh, my God. Beautiful. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it could come now. I mean, it might happen whilst we're talking, you know. On air. That'll be our first. <laughs> That'll be our first. Our first our oh. first dystopia, baby. That's so nice. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> okay, it's okay. <laughs> I'm like, what do we do? We're too far away. <laughs> Boil some water. I know, yeah. I started putting on like a hat and jacket. Like, I'll be right there. Um, glass of wine here. So. Oh, beautiful. Oh, yeah. cheers. Very nice. <laughs> All right, it's good. Um, so, what are you coming to the States anytime? It's like, what's your touring schedule like normally, though? Do you come to the US anytime? Well, um, there are no plans at the moment. Um, I have recently done some stuff with, um, do you know Steve Mason? He's Sky, yeah. I been doing some new bits with other people so yeah who knows maybe that's awesome um, but uh yeah the, the, there's the guys that i was meant to be playing with tonight the johnny i can never say it to find stuff johnny halifax in in invocation oh, nice. i call them the hairy guys um <laughs> <they're not awesome>. <laughs> <laughs> but it's very um very different music to um, anything I've played before, but that these guys, I mean, they're going to on tour, like to uh, Amsterdam, I think some other places next week. So potentially sure. I'd like to, I'd love to. Yeah. yeah. Do you have any preference between the, the like um, instrument wise, like between doing like a violin or like the keyboard or piano and stuff like that? Like, do you have a, something that you lean more towards when you're creating? Oh, 
Hmm. Well, I actually started like play- noodling around on the guitar so I could wow. like, make songs by using the guitar because I did start by sort of doing it with plucking the violin. And but I think sometimes it's just easier if you have an instrument which you can just do the rhythm on really easily like that. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to just do the piano like la 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 piano. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, and ukulele as well. I find really fun. To, oh wow! Like because it's, it's it's so easy and simple to. Yeah, my friend just picked up the ukulele and he's and he's noodling around on it and stuff. And I think it's, you know, it's his like instrument of choice basically at the moment. It's so inoffensive, isn't it? You can't. It really, really is. Yeah, it's kind of violin where you, you. I mean, a lot of people are like, oh gosh. <laughs> really? Wow! I love the. Please don't let my child learn violin, please. <laughs> <laughs> Practice in the shower. It sounds so much nicer. Right. Are you so like, would you encourage your kids to like do something in the arts and stuff like that? Or do you feel like it, like, has it been, you know, like a hard road basically for you where you're like, oh, I wouldn't kind of want anybody to go in without a backup plan. Or are you like, yes, no, be creative as much as possible? Oh, yeah, definitely. Nice. Yeah. I, I feel like so lucky that my parents pushed me to study music uh, I, if I hadn't been pushed I'm not like is it, is it Handel who like was just like a prodigy who just did it on his own right. I I would not have done that and I needed someone to be like come on do practice do this and I'm so glad that they did that because it just gave me this path to be able to meet people and I have been really lucky in who I've met and I think mm. if you at the time when I started there weren't that many people playing violin in the mm. way isn't in the string quartet right it's quite easy for me to find people that I could play with and being able to improvise and not having to read the music all the time yeah that's great yeah it makes it just so much freer if you don't it's nice to be able to do that but like yeah to have the confidence is it do you, do you find it interesting to switch between maybe the classical element of it and doing because you like the punk band is awesome and then you've got uh the clientele and then you've got like the other stuff that you're playing with now are is it like a switch in your brain where you got to go okay i'm doing this kind of music now i got to do this or is it just fluid for you like you can switch on and off yeah it's just fluid i feel like it's like the, the only time when i don't feel like my arms are too long for my body <laughs> you know like i i it's right. like, I, think about it it just happens like the music and just becomes part of the body and like I mean I'm not I don't like having my photo taken and things like that but like being on oh. stage and being in the music like mm-hmm. it just makes everything okay nice wow. sounds a bit weird but no 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 I totally understand that and I and going back to what you're saying about children doing it it's like I am getting my son my son's like five and he's learning He's going to learn an instrument, but he's learning how to find his musical aptitude at the mm-hmm. moment, which okay. is like being free in your body. Because when you're little, you're everybody's like, I can sing, I can sing. And then as you get older, everyone's like, no, 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 I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. And um, get more and more sort of in, in, it, like embarrassed about stuff. So mm. he's doing these sort of classes where they learn to be free in their movement, like they are when they're toddlers. Until yeah, they get yeah. So, yeah. How is it for you with your kids in classes? And then when they like, do you ever disagree with what they're being taught where you're like, um, listen to your mother <laughs> who is, who is a touring musician and is played what? with everybody. No, of course not. <laughs> um, there are a few groups I used to take them to where everybody's like, 
<laughs> not at all gen it just doesn't feel genuine and I just stopped going I okay. it's there is you know there's a, a place for everything it's just for me I I didn't really enjoy mm-hmm. yeah. being in those kind of ones yeah no I, I don't <laughs> you blame you your hands at this point and you, you do this and like no yeah. sort of freedom. right are you uh, the type of person, like, do you, when you're writing music and stuff like that and creating stuff, how does it come to you? Do you sit down to do it? Like, do you have schedule? Are you, are you basically like, um, kind of regimented in a way, do you think? Like where you're like, okay, I got to sit down and I got to create. So I don't, I don't feel like you are, but I know like the process for like. I wish that I was so much. Yeah, I need too. that. I, I really need that. And I would like one day to be able to say that I, I did do that. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah, maybe I need to get my mom and dad to come and. <laughs> smack me <laughs> yeah. um, but um no I, I i it tends to be like i hear a little something in my ear when i'm lying in bed and record it on my phone and then i'll suddenly have a spurt of like i need to do this and sit down or meet up with somebody and get them to record it for me <laughs> and oh nice wow. like that yeah. but some of my musician friends are quite flaky so you know <laughs> That's the wor- that's the one thing about anybody <laughs> in the arts. Like same thing with comedians, same thing with stand up. Is like we will talk all day long about meeting up and being like we should absolutely <laughs> yeah. do this thing and you're like really pumped about it and just months go by. <laughs> you're like nobody going to do it. Like it's just the weirdest kind of like yeah, you get used to the flakiness a bit, but it is kind of like I and I agree with you about uh like having your parents or somebody else there. Cause I feel like when somebody's on me to do something, cause I do the same thing when I'm writing, I make myself notes. I never sit down to, to do anything. If I can play around on stage, then I'll perfect it in within that time frame. But like, I also don't mind if somebody's on top of me about doing something. Cause I do get it done or, or get something done mm-hmm. then. And it can still be creative. Cannot mm-hmm. do it on my own. Yeah. yeah. If you feel like that somebody's holding you responsible, it makes it easier. Yeah. I had somebody the other day. We I was going for a walkthrough for a charity event, and this kid was like, "He's like, oh, you're a DJ." I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "How long?" I'm like, "Over 20 years." So he's like, "My friend's really good. He's just starting out. What's your advice for him?" Which was interesting. So I was like, "Okay." I was like, is, "Do you think he's really? Do you think he's great at what he does?" And he was like, "Yeah, I do." I'm like, "Then tell him to learn how to do the business end of it, because like the it goes like business." and talent tend to skew like this right Mm. so if they have creative like huge creative talent usually they don't know any of the business side and vice versa you know i think that was solid yeah Mm. the business end of stuff always eludes me too and i don't i really like i'm i'm okay at it or like you know what's crazy i hate when you're good enough to know when you're fucking up because that's the worst ever where you're like oh man yeah somebody could do this so much better (laughs) (laughs) There's, there's always someone that they can. Yeah, exactly. Um, I want to talk. So were there other when you were in university and stuff like that and you had no intention of doing music? Did you find other passions that maybe you didn't get to explore that much after you got out of there and went into a punk band? <laughs> yeah, I spent my entire time in the sea surfing. Oh, wow. <laughs> so awesome. I, yeah, I didn't finish my degree because I was basically in the sea the whole time. That's that's a great way to spend it, though. It was great, and and in the UK, if you can stand up on a surfboard as a girl, you're basically in the championships. <laughs> I used to do all the competitions, and I was terrible. Wow! And you know, I didn't win, but I, you know, stood up. Oh my goodness! That's <laughs> one of one of my cousins was a pro surfer for like years. Like, literally went out to Japan, like did all this stuff, and then wow. I I don't know if he got 
don't know if he stopped because he got hurt or whatever the deal was, but he went, he got pretty far and uh, I can't, the C and I are not friends. <laughs> uh, I got knocked down by a wave when I was a kid, like three years old. I screamed shark and took off of the highway. And like my dad had to like haul ass in California to like snag me. And ever since then, not a big fan. Uh, <laughs> Maybe on, on your 40th, you need to get back in there. <laughs> dive back into the ocean. dive. Yeah, right. That'd be great if I took your advice, but actually drowned. And they'd be like, Mel told him forty. <laughs> she he said he couldn't do the ocean, but she was like, "You should do it." It's okay. I know all first aid. Right when you work in a hospital, you have to be prepared for that. Oh wow! Yeah. I didn't even think of that. That's crazy. <laughs> Would you know when your next like uh, like? basically i know you're going you're you know you're going to have your baby in the hospital or whatever like but is there any particular like are you like requesting that people be there to play music for you <laughs> like what like are you like guys come on i need something to have this baby to um i know <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like that's not fair i did that to people though like we do we do sometimes play when people are in labor and they're wow. in their balls and you're sort of building it up, the suspense and the drones and the, the heartbeat, boom, 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 boom. Wow. And sometimes it really works and sometimes they just really just tell you to get lost. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Because I, I actually felt like that the last two times I had a baby and um, in the end I had an epidural and then listened to a lot of whiny male voices and had, had a lovely time. Oh, that's great. I'll probably do that again this time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome though i didn't even think like that would be like a thing that they would allow you to because i've never i'm not gonna have kids probably they're not the government's not gonna allow it um but um, <laughs> anytime i get close they like step in they're like sir please think about what you're doing um there's enough of you but like i i know like i know that like my friends who've been in the hospital they're like it's very strict it's like just the dad's allowed in there maybe if that or like whatever the situation is going on i don't know if it's different in the uk but yeah i mean you can have a couple of people usually. Oh, that's pretty cool. You can like take your own music and things like that and make a it. A couple of people in a band, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not everybody's allowed. It. You have to right. Be, you have to be checked. Oh, okay, okay. You know, crazy oh, person. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you? Uh, what was like? Was there uh, a particular experience maybe when you were on tour uh, with one of the bands that like you uh, thought like you would maybe not made it necessarily, but thought like, oh man, I am right where I'm supposed to be. I'm so glad I made this decision. I think we probably, in the clientele, we probably all had a moment when we did the Jimmy Fallon show, when we were like, mm. what's going on? What? <laughs> <laughs> and just like the, the the strangeness of also being in a room where there's a, you know, the audience are mm -hmm. ready, now clap. Cheers, yeah. love. <laughs> it, was, it was but it was a real moment i remember we were all in backstage and we were just like this is bizarre this yeah is that's but where it, i first saw you guys oh yeah that, yeah that was i think i maybe had heard you guys before um but i i think that i remember seeing you guys on jimmy uh and on his show or whatever and i was just like oh my god they're so fucking awesome oh it was fun that was really yeah. fun the one that I picked for the um uh the song um never anyone but you yeah 
love I like that song pops into my head over the like over the like you know when you just have songs that like stick in your brain and whatever and sometimes you'll wake up and sit in the morning swear to god that's one of those songs like i'll just be like going about my day or whatever and all of a sudden it'll pop in my head especially since it's such a nice summary kind of song too like i don't know what it is about it but it's beautiful now, I actually hadn't heard that song for ages, and when I when you sent me the uh, the the soundbite thing, I was just like, "Oh, that's such a!" I loved playing that song. Really enjoyed playing that song. There's lots of like things going on. It, yeah, that's yeah. that's what I like about it too. I think it like hits my ADD just right, where I'm just like, "Oh my god!" There's so many instruments, and the vocals are really sweet, and the lyrics are very sweet too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Al's a great, great like lyric writer. Yeah. Did Did you ever um like? because uh, I know you like collaboration you were saying earlier and stuff like that do you do you feel like the need to input on lyrics and stuff like that or do you kind of just stay in your lane with the instruments and the music and stuff I never did with the clientele um mm -hmm. it was not needed from me <laughs> and I, I don't think at that point it was like I would have would not have had the confidence anyway in or have even put that to the test myself I think now that I do mm -hmm. and I, I write lots of lyrics myself yeah uh and yeah that's awesome time i mean i mean i'm like nearly 40 and i've been doing this since i was 21 so that's quite a lot slow mover right like yeah i can't yeah. I, like i cannot believe you're like almost 40 because that's crazy you do not look like not that anybody's supposed to look a certain way but it's just nuts <laughs> you know what's crazy i've been looking at a lot of like uh uh like um they've been posting stuff on the internet because the internet just likes to torture people where they're like, you know, the golden girls were only 40 when they started the show, you know, whatever. And no like, way. Swear to God. No like beat. I'm not dude. They were, they were like 40 something, maybe 43, 40. Like they all like around that age. Yeah. They were basically like, you know, the friends cast today is the exact same age that the golden girls are when they started doing the show. Wow. And it's nuts. Away. Yeah, I know. I don't know what what is happening or how many how well preserved we are or not. I don't know, but it's weird. They had rougher lives. Yeah. Right. B. Arthur lived quite the life. <laughs> We're talking about you know Betty White. Uh, yeah, it's just so weird. It's making me think of that film where the three women are just like living forever and they keep falling down the stairs and breaking all their limbs. What is that? <laughs> and they I don't know, but I need to see it. Yeah. What is that? You know the one I mean. No, but it's so... Goldie, Goldie Horn in it. Are they three witches of some kind? Or something? Oh, oh, um... witches of Eastwick. Drop Dead Gord? No, no, no. Um, I can't remember what it is. I think it's. Is it Drop Dead Gorgeous? Is it? Is oh something... my god! Hang on a second. Now we're gonna. And they're yeah. You should ask and... the people watching. They're really good at. Ask the people that. watching. Don't go to your phone, Jackie. I know Jackie's watching. I see her commenting and joining us. If you could figure this out, yeah, swimming Goldie Horns in it. We'll send you another T-shirt. Yes. Um. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. That is great. I I know exactly what you're talking. I've forgotten about that. It's a huge staircase, and they're just bones are cracking. Yep. Arms, you know. Oh my god, just... that's hilarious. Yeah. We're gonna figure this out. That's amazing. <laughs> Did you ever have any interest in like um like acting going in any other kind of like form like that, or were you always kind of like uh? You know, because you said you don't like being photographed, which is kind of interesting because you kind of have to be like you're on tour constantly. You know what I mean? And you're part of that whole thing. But did you ever feel like, you know, dabbling in that realm? I, I loved it at school. And then I just never really had time, really. Oh, OK. I, I just feel like um, music took over and then 
Death I mean, becomes her. Oh uh, yes, it is. It is. Yes, Thank that's you, Jaggy. It. hilarious. <laughs> I'm going to watch that again. <laughs> <laughs> so am I now. Yeah, <laughs> we'll all be streaming it for some reason. It's taken a really long time to load. We're like, what is going on? <laughs> UK, doing yeah. this from the states. Um, do you miss not performing when you're doing that kind of stuff? Are you finding other ways to keep creative? Like, how do you stay like kind of like looped in? Yeah, I miss it so much. Like, it makes me go a bit crazy. If I don't do exercise and go on stage, mm. I'm not as nice a person. <laughs> <laughs> I've been told that. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> no. Yeah, I really, 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 really miss it. Like, it makes me feel the best out of anything in the whole world, to be honest. It mm. just feels, yeah. The, the buzz, uh, the, the, the adrenaline, the... I love not knowing, always knowing what's going to happen. And like, you know, it's right. lovely to have a set and to, you know, I love that too. And being creative around that, but then also just putting yourself out there and being really vulnerable. Like, so one of the bands I play with, I just don't know any of the songs at all. I literally, I just turn up and drone. Wow. On the wow. And they're happy for me to do that. And it's so nice for people to let you come and join their music. They don't know if you're going to like completely ruin it or not. Right, right. Um, just yeah i love that but that's awesome though because that's got to be part of the risk is like i feel like everybody's very careful you know even in even in like stand-up and comedy and stuff like that because when i i was such a huge comedy nerd like back at, not that i've grown out of that by the way <laughs> but like uh i'm like i was a, a buttons all over the place i was a nerd can you believe that back in the day holy shit <laughs> jesus christ John. um but uh there's um but I was and I used to read like, you know, all the cool shit that everybody used to do and coming up in the scene. And obviously when something's brand new, there's like a lot of reinvention and ways to like manipulate stuff. Um, but now I feel like everybody kind of keeps close to the vest when especially when money's involved and stuff. So to be able to have a band that's like, yeah, just we trust you and just do whatever you want and play. It's got to be exciting. It's Yeah, it's really exciting. And it's like yeah. that playing in hospitals as well, because people are trusting you in the most vulnerable space and like, yeah yeah you, know, you, you do realize if i'm ever in the hospital and i don't even care if it's for like the flu i'm like can we get them out here uh, <laughs> i'll fly over i'm up for it i appreciate that thank you i'll get rid of the baby don't worry <laughs> <laughs> i don't like the way you said you'll get rid of it like give it a you know get a i'm not that cruel i'm not that, i mean i like babies i just don't you know um is there um uh is there another is there another album coming out i think or something coming out because i read online that you were working on something but i don't know if it was maybe just the recordings you were doing with your sister or oh uh, well there there is that but i'm i think i'm gonna do there's a couple of new things i've done with la volume Corp. okay um, that's yeah and that's yeah and then steve mason's new album nice. um is coming out so i did like um some sort of indian-y inspired sort of violin Oh wow! Which is yeah. Actually, harder than I thought it was going to be. I was like, "Oh yeah, I can do that. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> actually, really hard." <laughs> what was what was hard about it? Because it has a, it's a different tuning to a normal violin, oh. and they play it completely differently. It's like it's it's a very fluid, like like moving the hands up and down, and like bending of the notes. And I, yeah, it was harder than I thought it was going to be. I was, hmm. yeah. Did you I have? Uh, let's just say that okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah it was good did you have like um early inspirations that you know still inspire you today like who was like an influence on you 
I think, well, I mean, when I was younger, younger, it was Vanessa May. She was that one that popped up and everyone's like, wow, she's amazing, which she was. But I, I would say it very quickly went to John Cale. Okay. After, and that was quite a different vibe. Wow. Um, yeah. yeah. Are you I good just, with... No, go ahead. Oh, no, I just... I just uh, and then it was just multi-instrumentalists. I just was, like, fascinated with people who, you know, can play lots of different things. Yeah. Are you good with meeting people like um, like your heroes or like somebody that that admire? Like, would you just walk up to them and like introduce yourself and be like, "I'm part of this band and I've admired you forever"? Or are you kind of shy away. Oh no! So I I would be I would pretend that I didn't know who they were, <laughs> <laughs> and maybe stand nearby and just hope that maybe I you know something would happen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would. I don't think I. I once did that for my mum and I've never done it since because she loves Coldplay and uh, and I she was like please let's go talk to him and I went up and I said oh my mum really likes him he was just like <laughs> great <laughs> <laughs> and it was so awkward that I was, I've never done that again so. oh my god I kind of <laughs> love that we have a similar story <laughs> um so I was doing a comedy club in Burbank California called uh, flappers and Dave Grohl was there and I I love Dave Grohl everybody loves Dave. who doesn't love Dave Grohl right <laughs> so and my mom though also huge Dave Grohl fan right like oh. doesn't even care about Nirvana or anything like that but she just loves she thinks he's fucking awesome right so you know I'm, I've obviously been doing stand-up he's in the audience he was there to see somebody else but I was there and I got to go and like meet him and I walked up and I'm like, Hey man. And he's like, Oh, great, great chat. And like all this other stuff. And I'm like, great. And for some reason I went, by the way, my mom loves you. And he's just like, <laughs> and he was really fucking cool about it. But he went, uh, and obviously like at the time, like, I got a little bit shorter hair, but I still had like the, the goatee and he has a go. And he's just like your mom, huh? And I was like, Oh no, <laughs> me, I like me too. Like, obviously like, I'm just, and he was like, He's like, let's let's get a photo for your mom or whatever. And he was like really cool about it. Like we just, <laughs> but I was just like, oh, what a why would I open with my mom loves you? <laughs> God, like who gives a shit? Like, like he was <laughs> Wayne Newton. <laughs> I know. It was so I just didn't know what to say. I thought maybe it would endear me to him, but he was just like, that's stupid. By the yeah. way he said, let's get a photo of your mom, I think he almost thought you were lying. And you, you loved him so much. You came over and was like, my mom loves you. Yeah. yeah your mom. My mom's name is also John, by the way. If you could sign this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, weird turn of events, but she's a John, too. It's just trying to keep it in the family. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a oh, moron when it comes to shit like that. Um. Are you, uh, do you have a favorite plate? Like, like, oh, cause you've been touring so much and everything. Like, is there a particular place that you like to play? Do you like bigger venues, smaller venues? Cause I know like the hospital is a very intimate scene mm. and that must be nice to get that kind of like reaction and feedback. Plus you're playing for people who like need it desperately and like are really into it. But is there like a venue of yours that you enjoy going to or a state or country? Oh, oh, so many. I mean, in, in, oh, hard i mean there's like in spain like they are just so proud of their food that when you go they Ooh. take the most amazing meals and wow the promoters always like really into that like showing you what they have and it it's amazing 
but I, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like in the states. Like I always loved playing, obviously the big the big cities, but medium sized venues are my bag. I love those ones. I like the ones where you can feel that the crowd is big, but you can still see the crowd, and it's like, and you're not right. so far away from each other on the stage. That it's like you're it's sterile, like, right? Yeah, able to walk to it and touch each other and yeah. Because some of those like really big like you know festivals especially like you're so far apart from each other, it's like you're in your own island and it's quite hard to get that sort of feel between you. I, I think sometimes. Right. Gotcha. You have to walk like half a mile over to the other side. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's absolutely true. I never what? thought about that at a festival, but yeah. 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 I used to really like the Knitting Factory. That was always quite a fun one to come back to because the States, we used to always start like in New York and go around Canada mm -hmm. and up and down through the middle and then end back up there. And, nice. Yeah. Gotcha. That's great. I love the Knitting Factory too. That's actually really good to hear. Is it still, it's still there. It's still there. Yeah. Yeah. It's yep. a smaller one, isn't it? It's like, it not, is. Not big. It's small, but so yeah. cool. And just like, I think like even acoustically, like it really kind of like you can, I don't know. It's the, it's one of those places that you wish other, other places would kind of model themselves after you're like, they do it kind of right guys. Yeah. yeah. I love playing churches though. There's some amazing churches in um, London that we've done like union chapel. If you ever, if you're ever over here and you come, come and watch a gig there because it's oh. just magical. I'd um, love to. Yeah. I've never been. I've found my my grandfather's from England. You've never um, been. I've never been. You need to get over here. I will. I will you leave do. now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> house swap. You can look after the kids. Okay. <laughs> I'm honored that you trust me. That's really no. Sweet. She said she's trying to get rid of them, John. That's why <laughs> she's letting you take them. <laughs> oh no! I'd be great. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, no, I've never been, I've never been over there. My family, I have some family still that's out there and stuff. And he's from, um, holy mother of God. I can't, uh, oh my God, I'm blanking on where my, this is, this is the long COVID by the way. Leeds. I swear to God, it's all, no, not Leeds. Um, uh, it's a sea, it's a sea area on the, um, a sea area. Oh my God, this is terrible. I know this is not what we, you know, like a shore, like a shore town basically, but, um, Brighton. Oh, Brighton, yes. Yeah, that's where he's from. That's that's a fun place to visit. Yeah, I've heard it's like a nice uh, a nice time. Yeah. I want to go there and I want to go, like if I go, I want to go to like there and I kind of want to take, they said like you can take a train to like Scotland and like kind of like hit up. I want to do that kind of stuff. John, mm. you know what you would love to do? Oh, There's God, actually a nine and three quarters in, <laughs> in the station. I swear to I God. Was, I was hoping, I'm not even kidding you, I was hoping it was going to be a Harry, that's my knowledge of the UK, by the way, is Harry Potter, I'm sorry. I know that's like, you know. It, it exists yeah. in the station, and you can hold on to the cart as you go through the wall. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm sure it's the equivalent of people being like, yeah, we know a lot about America, we've been to KFC, you know what I mean? Like, it's probably, the, <laughs> it's, it's probably similar, but yeah. Waffle House. Well, or Waffle House, yeah, yeah, or Waffle House, yeah. <laughs> You're like, hold on, I've been to I know all of them. Yeah. <laughs> Waffle House is the superior. Yeah, it is like a superior breakfast place. Like they're like they're not we had um do you know Frank Turner? He was talking about uh the difference between IHOP and like uh Waffle House and he's basically like Waffle House uh lets you know they're killing you. Like they're not shy about it. <laughs> like like where he's like I feel like International House of Pancakes tries to hide it and I'm like yeah, I get more it. elusive. Sugar you... Yes. <laughs> Literally. Are you a big foodie? Do you like, like, are you into food? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. 
Yeah. I really am. Although I just don't have very much space at the moment, so I need to get the baby out. <laughs> I literally can eat a meal about that big, and then I'm full. It's so annoying. Oh, wow. my God. Brutal. And I love eating massive dinners, which you're not going to do. Like That's my favorite. Yeah. Why? Yeah. I'm the same way. My some of my friends think it's so weird because I'm very like I'll eat like small meals during the day, and like my big thing is like where are we going? I used to literally. I think if like I don't know, like if somebody was like writing a movie of my life, like half of the lines would be, "Hey, what do you want to do for dinner?" Like because <laughs> <laughs> that's literally like it's like you know fucking five a.m. and I'm like, guys, what are we doing for din dinner? Are we doing anything later? Nobody, nobody's got pizza or have to plan it out. God bless you too and your metabolisms. <laughs> it's all in the hair man i think that's where it goes for me i don't know these, right out. these are all just fatty cells i think that's what <laughs> that's basically it um yeah but uh so i want to ask you the three questions that we ask every guest that comes onto the show um also just thank you for coming on and spending uh, an hour with us i appreciate it hour yeah i've got to go yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize it'd been so long. Wow. Uh, oh, that's sweet. Good. That means we could take a car trip together. See? Ah, full circle. Comes right back. Um, yeah. I I'm like enamored by, I know you said it earlier backstage, but that exercise equipment, I think you got me beat because that's like, that's a pull up bar too, isn't it? Yeah. Like, that so is sick. Obviously, that's not me doing that. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think what's crazier is there's rings. So he does uh, yeah. the rings. Yeah, the rings. And then there's also um, wow. a sergeant's hat on the top as well, which we probably can't see. Oh, which... I can see it now, yeah. I'm not yeah, sure why that's there. That's pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. You got to know, you know what I mean? <laughs> doing pull-ups and then boom. World yeah. War Three starts. Um, yeah, I know. I don't know why I said Well, I'll cut that out. <laughs> what... <laughs> Um, so first question is, uh, if you go back in time and talk to your younger self, what piece of advice would you give yourself that would help you today? Oh, mm. that's so hard. I, this is really boring. Um, just just uh, have the confidence. Love I mean, that. It's just really boring, but it's true <laughs> for me. No, it's that's uh, that I'm glad you uh, like it's it's one of those things that hits home, I think, for a lot of people. And I think it's nice to hear it from people who are successful in their career and their art and everything like that to know that, like, we don't all start out, you know, with the confidence to do what we want. Yeah. And you can look like you have the confidence and often don't. Like You're not kidding. That look, yeah. Look, look like they do are the ones yeah. that don't. So, yeah. I totally get it. This is all a facade. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, uh, um, so second question is, what had to end in your life, good or bad, that led you to where you are today? Um, reading the music. Oh. <laughs> oh, and that's what led you to like improvising and being able to play on stage? Every opportunity that I've had has been because of that, I think, really. That's so cool. Wow. Yeah. Do you remember um, the moment when it clicked for you? Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I think it, yeah. I think it was probably when I was with the clientele. Nice. Yeah, clientele. Sorry. I, I know. I, I, I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna dub myself over saying it the correct way. It's gonna look so weird. I'm like, you are saying it the correct way for uh, an American. That's true. Oh, that's you're true. so kind. Yeah, she's very nice. Yeah, she's like for an American for a, for a real. Uh, <laughs> 
Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and the last question ties into the show. So if this was like a genuine dystopia, more than it is currently now between our two countries, um, you know, and if it was either government unrest or the fall of the government or aliens or zombies or a comet heading toward Earth, but you wake up and everybody knows it's their last day on Earth, what would be your epic death? How would you want to go out? Hmm. I think uh, I think falling off something really high. Oh, wow. really, you know, like a squirrel suit, but without a squirrel suit. <laughs> Wait, no, I kind of want you to wear the squirrel suit now. <laughs> I mean, I don't, fire, no. Drowning, no. I yeah, think yeah. Flying, reaching terminal velocity, and then passing out. That would be. Oh, wow. Before you actually hit the ground. Beautiful. I love that. You're the first person to ever say anything remotely close to that. <laughs> Sorry. No, love, love it. it. We love it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. <laughs> want to thank you so, so much again for coming on and spending time with us. I really appreciate it. Yes. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And I hope you'll come back when you go back out on tour and stuff or whether it's, um, you know, hospital stuff, whatever you got to plug. Yeah. Or even before. And thank you so much. Also, good luck on having the baby yes. next week. Super exciting. Yeah, that's incredible. A week left. Wow. Right? You look great. And then we'll, me and John are going to make our way to England so we can come see you. Oh, yeah, do. Yeah, hit me up. That's yeah. What you say, isn't it? yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, we do say that. Yes. Without a doubt. We definitely <laughs> show. We'll go to the Union Chapel and watch a really good band. Awesome. Sold. Yeah. Great. Okay, Sounds great. great. Love Thanks that. so much. Okay. Take care. Peace. Bye. 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 Dystopia tonight.